And hello, movie lovers. So tonight, I actually have my good friend Dan from Scene Invaders, and we're going to be talking about our best TV shows of 2022. And some of our lists may look be different or whatever, but tell us in the comment section what your favorite TV shows of 2022 are in the comment section. And let's further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. And hey, Dan, how are you doing? Good. What's going on? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Hey, it's been a long time. I'm glad to actually have you back here. I know our schedules are kind of jumbled up sometimes, but it's always good and a pleasure to actually have you on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. Likewise. So, you know, 2022 has some great TV shows. And, you know, I, the, the list is just stacked up. It was actually hard to do like a five list. And, a four, and at first I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to name like number of everything because it's so hard to actually do everything. But I think I was just narrowing it down to five, uh, five TV shows and then doing like maybe two or three honorable mentions will actually top it off pretty nicely. I think. Yeah. Uh, when I was doing my list initially, I, I had a five that I thought was locked in, but it's, it's changed now. And it, it's only been like two weeks since I thought about it, but it's changed now. I, I have a new number three. So I'll let okay. you know. All right. But uh, but yeah, it was a good year. Good year. Definitely a great um, year for television. So yeah. my thing is this. So what would you say would be your honorable mention when you when you did your list? All right. So this one to- totally could have been in my top five. But for some reason, it, it's just on the outside. So Yellow Jackets. Did you watch that? I watched a couple of episodes of it. I had never finished it, but I definitely liked where it was going from what I watched. It's really good. I mean, if you like like Lost or that type of vibe, you you probably love this show. And it's the mystery like at the heart of it is really good. And season two is coming out soon. So I'm curious how they're going to, you know, continue from season one. But uh, really good show. You you should definitely you should definitely give it a shot if you haven't finished it yet. Yeah, I haven't finished it. I remember when Dexter New Blood was on, and then they also had Yellow Jackets followed after Dexter New Blood. And I remember how much of the nostalgia that I have with the '90s kind of vibe to it, and how it just sucks you in with the plot points and stuff like that. It does have that lost kind of vibe to it, with a little bit of a psychological kind of aspect to it, which is something I really enjoy. So yeah, it's definitely going to be something that I'm going to wind up binging and everything before the second season comes out. So that's going to be on mine. Um, yeah, one one thing about it that makes it so unique. There's kind of like three timelines in, in the show that they go back and forth between. So it's like before the trip, during the accident, and then after the accident. And it's all split up and they, they separate the the storylines from from each different aspect of oh we'll give you a little bit of info here and it'll pay off later and you'll see why so it's it's really unique in in how they make it so it's really good yeah. I'm definitely gonna binge it that's for sure so you i should. have an honorable mention and you know you and i both love ozark yeah it's just that this one's outside of the sector when it comes down to top list because of the season finale, the way the final season actually ended, even though that I'm okay with it now compared to whenever I saw it last time, it just doesn't rank up there as high as I wanted it to whenever I was doing my list. 
But when you look at the writing, when you look at Jason Bateman, when you look at the plots throughout the season and watching Marty do his thing and even his wife, and then even Omar and things like that, I really was sucked into this life of Marty and wondering if he's going to get out of the situations as in, even when you look at uh, the blonde headed girl, like now I forgot her name now that I'm now that I'm not watching the show or anything like that. But you know, you're actually sucked into this universe of wondering what's going to happen to these characters. Or is anybody going to be surviving or are they going to be chopped off in the chopping block? But I really was enthused with this series. Yeah, great show all around. To, to be honest, when I was making my list, I didn't even consider it. Uh, I don't know why. I, I kind of feel like the, the last season kind of just came and went and people just kind of forgot about it, which kind of sucks because it was a great show overall. But I don't know. Something about this season that it didn't need to be in my top list for the year. It just that's why it's under my um, honorable mentions because of that same reason. And here's the thing: I'm becoming this week to week kind of guy versus it binging now because you know I feel like if you binge everything, it's like eating at a buffet. You're overstuffed to the point where you can't actually enjoy it. Not only that, but oversaturation when it comes down to binge watching something. You know, it doesn't hold up in the conversation as much as you would do week to week, which I wish Netflix would do is week to week episodes. So that way you can have that water cooler kind of conversation. And that's probably why for us, it doesn't hold up into conversation as much because of the binging and stuff like that, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. I'm, I used to prefer binging, but it, over the past probably year or two, I've now now i'm back to wanting week by week because it just it just makes it that much more fun like you said you could have conversations with your friends about it and it's not like it it can't it literally can't come and go because you you're talking about it for eight weeks sometimes longer so it's uh yeah it's it's definitely definitely where i'm at now that i prefer week to week over over binging which i if you would have told me that when binging first came out I would have been like, you're crazy. But yeah, I, I prefer week by week now for sure. Same here as well. Whenever, because here's the thing. I used to be one of those guys too, where I'm like, oh, I love this. I love binging a show and I can get it all at once. Commercial free. Sign me up. I'm good to go. Now it's like, you know what? I think that I'm perfectly fine with just watching week to week. Yeah, and, it's better. Yeah. Hey, baby. It is better. <laughs> but yeah. So what do you have for your other honorable mention? All right. Uh, a couple of these, they just, I don't know. House of Dra- House of the Dragon. That like, <laughs> I didn't love it as much as other people loved it. That's interesting. And I don't know why. Um, I do love Game of Thrones. Just like, I wasn't obsessed with this show. So it just, just makes my honorable mention list. Moon Knight. I thought Moon Knight was uh, good at certain points, but certain points kind of weird, um, like weird in a bad way, because weird can be a good thing, but like weird in a bad way. And uh, then Tulsa King. Tulsa King is one of the newer ones. Um, so, yeah, that that would be in my honorable mention as well. OK, and I need to see Tulsa King. Tul- Tulsa King for me is something that I need to watch. It's just that I haven't gotten a chance to even watch it yet. Um, so let's see here for my honorable mentions too. I'm going to have to put, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in there. 
Okay. I like I liked it. I loved it, but there was some stuff that I liked and some stuff I didn't like to the point where it's like, you know, I can't put this in my top tier list like I wanted to whenever it was first announced, whenever we actually have Hugo McGregor returning as Obi-Wan, and then we actually have the context of the what the show was gonna be on and stuff like that. It was just it was good, but then it just, you know, it just wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. Uh, I'll tell you what. I didn't finish. I was like midway through Obi-Wan and I just didn't care. I just didn't care about the story. And I haven't watched the Star Wars show since. I think I might have uh needed a break or something like that. But I, I've heard Andor is great. So Me I too. need to just I need to get over it and just and just get back on that horse and start watching again. But I, I don't know. I, I guess it was uh, the book of Boba Fett. Like after that, I was just uh okay i'll I'll do obi-wan and then when i did obi-wan i was just like nah i need a break I need a break that's how i felt after watching obi-wan to be honest with you my one of my friends chris he's been begging me to watch andor and i'm like nah man i'm good i just need a break from star wars i think because of yeah. the fact that i just got done doing uh obi-wan and i'm like eh, i think i can have it break you know yeah it's it's like i didn't need to watch the next show i just didn't care and I wonder if that would ever happen with Marvel with me. Um, you know, not the best year for Marvel by any means. Definitely not the best year. But uh, but I'm still like, all right, Ant-Man's coming out. I'm I'm super hyped. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm going to see it. So I wonder if that'll happen. Maybe it will. But it definitely happened with uh, Star Wars this year. Definitely. This year. But yeah, I actually feel the same way about the Marvel stuff and things like that, too, because... Of the fact we didn't get that much good Marvel stuff when it comes down to the movies, but for me, the TV, some of the TV shows actually hit for me versus the movies. We're gonna get to that in a few minutes. Oh, okay, it's in all right, <laughs> it's fair in my enough, list. Fair enough. But fair okay, so I have two honorable mentions one, um, was well, of course, Obi Wan, then the other one I have, of course, is uh, Miss Marvel, is in my honorable mentions. I really enjoyed this movie because of this TV series is because of the fact that it's like a coming of age kind of story told behind the lenses of a character that we haven't seen before, but it also gives us a chance to see somebody else, how they worship, how they do things in their culture and showing a different side of things instead of always going into New York. Because that was like one of the other things my pet peeves was like, we always saw New York, but we never saw other countries, other states and cities on how they deal with, um superheroes or anything like that what was going on within that time so then of course uh she's also a super fan who's actually trying to fit in with the school systems and stuff like that too and i like the fact that she's actually someone that wants to be just like miss marvel so therefore there she has something going for herself and that's something that i really liked and thought that was very unique with the show itself and it's even though it's very kid-like, but at the same time, adults can actually relate to it as a parent who was trying to guide their kids through certain situations and scenarios. Then you also have the kid aspect who really loves just the kid side stuff. So I definitely like it. Yeah, it was a good one. I, I definitely like Miss Marvel a lot. And I'm excited for the Marvels, the movie, when that's gonna come out. Um it was it was uh interesting like camera work in that show too. That how they would have like the murals on the walls like come to life when they were driving by and everything. It was uh it was different. It was good. Yeah, I like that one a lot. So those are my honorable mentions. 
So what do you have for your uh, list as? All right. I'll give you number five. You want number five? Yeah. Give me number five. All right. This is going to be the bear on FX. uh, Also Hulu because FX signed that deal with Hulu, which was genius, by the way, Uh, FX knocked it out of the park with that. And I think that's the reason why this show is my number five, because I don't think I would have watched it if it was just on FX, but they made that deal with Hulu so I could watch it. And uh, the show is fantastic. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you? No, I haven't. I heard good things about it though. Oh man. So uh, Jeremy Allen white. Now I, I used to be a cook like when I was in high school and shit. And it, it does, you know, remind me of, of what that's like. And, but the reason why the show is so good, like it is, insanely intense where while you're watching it time is just going by so fast and like each episode just flies by because of how different and how unique the the pacing of the show is it's 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 so good like you you can't get enough of it you literally can't get enough of it so the fact that they're making a season two and there's a nice message to it at the end um at the end of the season there's a superstar that plays uh, Jeremy Allen White's brother, who is is essentially a cameo, but uh, that's like the point of the show. His brother kills himself and leaves him, yeah, and he leaves him the family restaurant, but you don't know who his brother is, and then you find out in a flashback scene. It's like, oh shit, it's this guy. Like he's a great actor. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Great actor. And once you see that, you're gonna be like, oh my god, like this just got so much better. And then there's like, you got the brother kind of. Jeremy Allen White, like he's kind of dealing with his brother killing himself and kind of putting his failing business on him. Like it's not doing well and he has to come there and revive it. He's like this fancy chef and he's coming and working at like a neighborhood type of restaurant. So it's, uh, it's awesome, dude. And the payoff, the payoff, the, at the end, super good. And season two, I can't wait. So good. Check it out. I'm going to check the bear out, though, too, because I've heard good things about it. Even my sister and my brother-in-law loves the bear, and they have always been trying to pitch it to me for me to watch. So that's something that I'm definitely going to have to watch because of the fact, like you mentioned, it has good plot points, but also, too, it sucks you into the nostalgia factor, too, right? Based off what you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's there's a deep there's a deep message Mm -hmm. that it's not it's not like uh preachy or anything like that like it's actually like just a deep message about loss and about how to be your own person essentially like it's really good like it's way better than it should be so that's that's saying something for the creator like it's it's definitely a passion project and jeremy allen white like he comes from shameless which is filmed in chicago and is chicago and he goes to the bear which also is chicago so this guy's just like the luckiest like he just keeps finding Chicago roles and he must be like the king of Chicago at this point. But, uh, but yeah, it's great. Check it out. Okay. Uh, so this is a show that Rossi and I are reviewing and we actually are going to be finishing up that series soon, but I managed to watch the last couple of episodes or whatever, but it's called let the right one in, which is also based off of, uh, basically let me in. And, what I like about it is the fact that you're playing around with a more present day environment versus the eighties kind of environment, what they did with let me, let me in, but you're playing, but it's also going with a vampire element into it, but you're also dealing with a detective who's investigating 
all these murders that's happening around in New York City, but you're not sure why these murders are actually happening, what's going on with it. And there's a detective element within that series. And then you're also having this whole entire deal where the, the parent who has the vampire daughter and trying and she's trying to adapt to a normal human life at the same time as dealing with these emotions of being a vampire. And he's trying to figure out how and balance his life around his daughter and also to trying to figure out what to do with this uh, detective that's living right next door to him because he's actually having to kill people to keep his daughter alive for the blood. So it's a lot of emotion within that TV series itself, and it's really good. I highly recommend it. The writing sucks you in at, at the right time. It, it, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, this is actually probably one of the best series on TV for Showtime. When you look at uh, from pa- paper over into the screen, I really enjoy this. And not only that, but you don't even feel like when you're binging something like I binge watched like four or five episodes in a row, you don't even realize the five episodes you binged five episodes in a row. And that's, that's really saying something for this, uh, for this TV series. I've never even heard of this. This came out recently or it's been yeah. out a while. No, it came out recently. Wow. I'll have to check that out. That sounds good. And you know how you have to invite a vampire in the house in order for them to be accepted in? Yeah. They play around with that scenario where if what ha- what would happen if you, um, you don't invite a vampire in and they just come in? They play around mm. with that. They also play around with the fact that, you know, well, what, hap- what happens if they eat normal food whenever they first turn into a vampire? What would happen then? So they play around with that scenario. And you're looking at friendships with the detective's son and this vampire as well. So it's really a great, engaging story. Cool. What channel is it on? It's on Showtime. Showtime. Okay. So Rossi's the one who put me up to it. I've really enjoyed it. And it's been enjoyable for her and I both to be able to review this and everything. And I always, if I'm having fun reviewing something, it goes to show you the volumes that this TV show has. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's cool. I'll check that out. Right. Cool. All right. Uh, number four for me, Peacemaker. Uh, such a blast. James Gunn crushed it. All, all the drama that's going on with him in DC. Listen, if if this guy gets it right, no one is going to have an issue at all with, with what just happened. And he can't. Because look at what he's done. Guardians 1 and 2 are really good. Peacemaker, really good. The Suicide Squad, really good. Like, he's he's 4 for 4, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, Guardian, Guardians 2 wasn't that good, but it was good enough. And all those other ones were really good. So, like, gotta, in, in my opinion, trust the guy. So, he comes out and makes this show about a character that, at the end of the Suicide Squad, I hated because of what he did to Rick Flagg. And he makes me love him and he, and he comes up with the catchiest intro dance theme of all time. It's, it's such a joy, dude. I, I, it's a great show. I'm sure I love like this it. show. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. And like you said, I'm all for one about James Gunn taking over for Doug, uh, Warner brothers and DC, you know what I'm saying? With handling the DC property and the way he is, he's four for four, like you said, and yeah. the way that he handled peacemaker, because here's the thing, I'm not the biggest John Cena fan. When it comes down to his acting abilities or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I didn't really care about his character either. 
But then what James Gunn does is he does the most ridiculous thing with Peacemaker to make us care about him mm-hmm. to the point where, yeah, you're laughing at certain things, but at the same time, uh, Peacemaker is actually dealing with a lot of emotional damage that his father has done to him. He's been locked up for a certain amount of time, and he's also been raised because uh, the reason why he is the way he is is because he is actually raised by his father to think the way his father does. And then you also have the Wanda Waller situation with the daughter that's going in there playing that part. the The comedy aspect works in this. It can be over the top for some people, but for me, you need a in order for this character to work, you need to have that James Gunn isms. That's what I'm calling and being able to do whatever he did to this because he made Slither. That's some people will say that's like an over the top horror movie and stuff like that, but I really enjoyed it, but he knows the themes within the characters themselves to make, to make that character work. And John Cena actually embodied peacemaker. I love this show. Yeah. And like another thing that you got to realize is like, what is he trying to do? He's trying to build a universe. Like in the past, the DC movies, I can't really think of anything that was set up in the movie before and pays off in the, in the next project. And he already did that. And think about it. In the Suicide Squad, when he kills Rick Flagg, and what's Rick Flagg said, say to him? He says, Peacemaker, what a joke. And then in Peacemaker, he's dealing with that. Like, he, he is hurt from killing Flagg. Mm-hmm. Like, finally, finally something clicked in his head. Like, do I really want to be like this? And what Flag said to him really had an effect on him. So he's already done that. He's already made something that built on something else. And they they haven't done that since. So it's like, yeah, trust the guy. He's going to kill it. Exactly. And I think he's going to kill it just fine. And I think the DC universe is saved within his hands himself. And I even said this on my movie news show whenever we were discussing the whole entire Lobo Jason Momoa being rumored as Lobo situation. So, you know, I'm all for it. Uh, and him and Zaffron are good friends. So, you know, I'm g- good with that. So my number four would actually have to be my my wife just asked about Wednesday. And to be honest with you, number four would be Wednesday because I was not expecting this to be good okay. as it was. I was expecting it to be more late, more of, more about the family because that's what we're used to with the Adams family, right? Especially when you look at the nineties version of the Adams family and things like that. But once you find out that, Oh, she's getting kicked out of school for something that she did to defend her brother. And even though she winds up uh, putting a bunch of piranhas inside the pool to, because she was going to kill the bully that was bullying her brother. Then she gets kicked out and gets put into this other school that's built on this Edgar Allan Poe kind of theme. Is something that I really liked about it because I'm a huge Edgar Allan Poe fan. And they do a little bit of small little nuggets of callbacks from the Adams Family Values and stuff like that, too. So that's something I really like, especially the canoe and part, the Family Values stuff. And they made it its own thing. It's just that, you know, Gomez at first didn't really grow on me until maybe towards the end of the show or middle of the show with the uh, actor that they chose for Gomez and it has nothing to do with race or anything like that. It's just that I'm used to seeing Gomez in a certain kind of way because of the way that we were, it was received in the Adams family movie and stuff like that too. So I actually had to separate that from that and I was able to enjoy it. And 
this is another thing too. Like if this wasn't built in the Harry Potter world and stuff like that, this goes to show you if they do the same thing with Wednesday, what they did with and do it to Harry Potter, it could be, it could actually work as a TV series in my opinion. But I'm, I'm, but I really like the Wednesday uh, TV series. So I only saw the pilot. How good, like it's definitely, I should definitely watch it. Yeah, I would definitely watch it. It has a mystery element into this thing. Also, too, it has an underground society uh, that um, her mom was a part of in the school that Wednesday winds up finding out. There's a This actually has a great mystery element to it, and it kept my wife and I both entertained. And a matter of fact, she actually says it was so good, and they incorporated some of the themes from the movie and put, put into their own twist on it. And that's exactly what they did. Even the thing with Thing actually has, even though he's a hand, it gives you some range of emotion of danger for other characters in this in this TV series of wondering who's going to die, who's not going to die, who's safe and who's not safe kind of scenario too. And when you think that you picked out the killer, it goes into a completely different twist that I really liked. Okay. All right. Yeah, I should, I should try it out. I mean, it, it when there's smoke, there's fire type of thing. Like there's way too many people talking about it. Jenna Ortega is like the biggest star right now. So yeah, I should check it out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Number three, this is my, okay. Okay. I had so much fun watching this show. I can't recommend it enough. The only reason why it's not number one is because how good number one and number two in my opinion, on my list are this one. I, I hope you haven't seen it so that you can go watch it right now. The resort. I haven't seen it. it. I haven't even heard of it, Uh, dude. It's on Peacock. It is so good. So, um, Kristen Melody, I'm a big fan of her. She was in Palm Springs movie with Andy Samberg a couple years ago. She's the main character in that. You'd recognize her. Um, oh, she's actually the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Like she turns out to be the mother. Um, mm-hmm. But Kristen Milotti, uh, Kristen Milioti, however you say her last name, I don't know, some Italian name, and William Jackson Harper. Uh, you'd know him from The Good Place. But my favorite person here, Luis Gerardo Mendez, who plays Balthazar Frias, one of my favorite TV characters, period. This dude stole scenes. It's so much fun. All right. Uh, let me give you a little bit of what it's about. So the Chris Chris Miliotti and William Jackson Harper, they're like this, this married couple who lost their baby. So they go on vacation. And while they're there, they're both like, should we be together type of thing? That's what they're going through. But then there's this cold case from like 10, 20 years ago. I forget how long. And where uh, these two young people went, they disappeared from the island like years ago. And there's this whole mystery behind it. No one knows what happened. So she finds that guy's cell phone, one of the missing people. And she gets to gets a new phone for it, puts the SIM card in the phone, starts going through his text messages, starts to unravel the mystery of what happened to him. So it's like a mystery with, maybe some supernatural stuff going on. Uh, it, it's so good. 
I, I can't recommend the show enough. I had the best time watching the show. I'm definitely going to watch that now. It's on Peacock, you said? Peacock. It's How many episodes um, is it? I'm just wondering. Eight. Eight? eight. That's perfect. Yeah. I literally, I might watch it again, like right now. Because um, I'm remembering how how fun it was. It it's it's so good. Like I I cannot recommend it enough. It is amazing. Okay. And not um, not many not many people watched it. So check it out and let me. Okay. Know. I definitely will because I've been looking. My wife and I have both been looking for something new to watch. So the the bear is one of the ones that we're going to check out, and then this other one that you just mentioned is going to be another one. Uh, yeah. the resort. Okay, I'm surprised that nobody's even talking about the resort though. It seems like everybody's sleeping on Peacock though, too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely like if this was on Netflix, it would be much bigger. Like people would people would know about it. But the fact that it's on Peacock, but that that's like that's the thing with starting a streaming service. You have to put good content on there, or people aren't going to watch it. So like, you got to start somewhere. Uh, so good. Like I'm so jealous you haven't seen it. You're going to love it. I would watch this one first and then the bear. That's what I would do. I definitely will. It's so Uh, good. So let's see here. The next thing I have is on my list. And this is actually one of my other favorite ones that that my wife and I recently watched was The Devil from Ohio. And it's on Netflix. And what I liked about it was the fact that you have this girl that's in this cornfield she comes out of the cornfield and then there's this whole entire investigation of what's going on with her and you don't know quite what's going on you're also going through this other uh, nurse who's actually adopts different kids and things like that for troubled kids but so what was it be she winds up coming out of the cornfield she has a pentagram on her back that's carved into her back and so the whole entire deal is is okay. So, who's her family? What's happened? Who would do this to this girl? Why would anyone do this to this girl? And this, and May is also dealing with this other thing of being in this family, dealing with um, a cult, because that's basically what her family is: is a cult, and dealing with the um, uh, wondering if she should go back or not. What, and also dealing within the religion of their stuff, and also trying to fit into society, into a school, into an environment that she's never been in before. Because in that in that area, it's like 1600s, while over here, it's like 2023. Hmm. So it's kind of like, if you think about it, the best way I can actually point this out is an M. Night Shyamalan movie of The Village. So okay. basically, in her society, it's the 16 or 1800s. Over here, it's present day. And she's trying to fit into a present day uh, culture, basically. And it was really good. Some of it might seem like some of the dialogue might feel like a lifetime kind of situation, stuff like that, whenever you look at the dialogue. But underneath the surface of it, I, we were both really entertained with it. Okay. I just saw this poster like yesterday. So that's interesting. Um, cool. It's good to know. I mean, if it made it that high on your list, it's got to be it's got to be good. Yeah. So, yeah. Good to know. All right. Uh, okay. I'm so, I'm so curious if you've seen this. Welcome to Wrexham. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, you you are in for a treat. Uh, did you? How about Ted Lasso? Did you see Ted Lasso? 
No, I haven't seen Ted Lasso, but I've been oh, hearing. Okay. Here's the thing, though. I've been listening to your podcast. I've been hearing you talk about Ted Lasso and stuff like that, too, and how much you love it. Yeah, um, but it's like I said, I have a list of things when you mention on the podcast, I actually write it down. So I'm like, OK, I need to see this because Dan said that this is actually good because you you made me want to check out everything everywhere all at once because Ooh, of how much you raved about it. And I loved it. So, yeah. Oh. My favorite movie of the year. My favorite movie of the year. I love that movie. That's, I'm glad that you liked it. Good. Um, okay, so the reason I said Ted Lasso is because Welcome to Wrexham is 2022's Ted Lasso, but it's real. Ted Lasso is is fiction. Um, this is real. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and, and Rob McElhenney bought a Welsh soccer team that is in the fifth division of English football. So they're in the National League. And that means hypothetically they could go all the way up to the premier league. It's never been done before, but hypothetically it could happen. If they keep getting promoted, they'll go to the premier league. So this is about taking a team that is very loved locally and has lots of support and has been around forever. Their stadiums, the longest stadium in England, uh, the oldest stadium in England. So it's been around forever. Uh, but the team stinks. and what happens when you take a team and start putting some money into it, start, uh, you know, redo the field and fix the locker room and fix the water pressure in the shower, like actually take care of your players and pay players and pay players that are two levels higher to come down to the fifth division so that you could possibly get promoted. But it's about so much more than that. Robin, uh, Robin Ryan, are so charismatic and so fun to watch, but it's about so much more than that. The, the fans, the staff, uh, people who have like season tickets, people who own the bar next door. Uh, there's so many different storylines, people that work on the field, so many different storylines. And you find out about these people, people's lives and how much this team means to them. And the stories that they squeeze out of this are just so damn heartwarming. It's insane. Like you cannot help but smile when you're watching the show. Uh, phenomenal. It's top notch, top notch TV. And I, I, I do like the, the sports reality shows when, you know, hard knocks and stuff like that. Um, uh, there's a really great one. Uh, oh God. It's, it's slipping my mind. I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember it. But uh, these types of shows I really like. But then you add Rob and Ryan into the mix, and it's just like so much better. It's it, it's great. You're in for okay. a treat, man. Okay. I, I definitely like a story with a lot of heart to it besides, you know, the sports aspect of it and having that whole entire deal of, you know, yeah, you're pretty much like Mighty Ducks level. Where when they first started out in the movie and then you wind up winning games and putting money into to building your franchise, basically, for example. Yeah. But I definitely liked it. Yeah. I, that's actually pretty interesting on that. It's so good. And uh, Sunderland Till I Die. That's the one I was thinking of. That's also a good one. But this it's it's just masterfully done. The the choices that Rob and Ryan make in, in editing uh, has one of the coolest edits i've ever seen on a tv show and 
it's going to win some awards. It already has won some awards. Um, it's it's so good. And they're making season two right now. I'm following along with what the soccer team's doing to see if they're going to get promoted. Um, it's fun. It's a okay. blast, dude. It's a blast. So you have some really good TV ahead of you. That's I have some good. I have some good hours of television that I that you'll probably not see me until 2023, probably. Well, 2024. My bad. And John, this is all stuff that I like loved, and you haven't seen three of them. You're in for a treat, man. You see, that's why I, I like doing this top list because of yeah. my list is going to be different than yours, and I can introduce you to some stuff that you haven't seen, and then yeah. you can introduce me to something. And a matter of fact, I haven't even seen the offer. I want to see the offer, and I'm a huge Godfather fan. I don't even know why I didn't even watch that. Offer's great. So, that's also my honorable mention. I forgot to mention that one, but yeah, that that was also very, very good, very good. Yeah. And so that was your number. That was two. Okay, man, both powering on through. Okay, so wow. <laughs> so number two for me would be Moon Knight, and. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm a sucker for Egyptian mythology. Like if you went through my pre-recorded show, I was doing like nothing but Egyptian mythology through this whole entire thing about mapping everything out the way that it was described and everything else within Moon Knight. And I like the Egyptian mythology behind it. I like the fact that the, uh, the personalities and traits and stuff like that, even though at first I'm like, wait, 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 what's going on here? Because I was thrown for a loop. I was not expecting what I was expecting when it came down to that. Because in the Marvel Universe and stuff like that, we were not, we, we never had that before, where we actually have a character that's dealing with split personality disorder or anything like that. So it was hard for me to actually focus in. Especially, and I don't recommend anybody trying to watch the show when you're getting off of work and you're tired. You actually have to pay attention to every little detail or else you're going to miss it. And I was suckered into this whole entire thing. And every Ethan, I mean, Ethan Hawke does a fantastic job in this uh, TV series. I felt like he was very menacing, very threatening in this series. Some people didn't like the season finale. And that's why it doesn't rank up there for some people or whatever. But because of the fact with the payoff at the end of it. But for me, it ranks up there for me. Yeah. Um, I I definitely really enjoyed it. I mean, it was on my honorable mention list. Oscar Isaac. I mean, he was mm-hmm. just he was just so good. He was he was very very good in this role. Jumping from performance to performance, talking to himself, like just absolutely mind bending stuff. Um, I really hope that they have future plans for Moon Knight. I know they're gonna use him again, but I I really hope they have. Because they, they they could they could do something super super cool with him in the future. So like, I really hope they they figure that out. Um, I I think John, I think Quantumania is going to jumpstart people caring about Marvel again. I think that's I hope gonna so. Be, I I really think it'll be good. I don't I don't see another Thor situation. I didn't I didn't really like Thor. Um, Me either. Which I thought I was going to love and. Now I think I'm going to love Ant-Man, so we'll see. But uh, like, yeah, I, let me I, let me ask you something about that real quick. I know we're on TV shows, but I, here's the thing: a lot of my friends pick on me because I'm like, I did not. I actually have that in my worst movies category of 2022 Which for one? Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, I I would too. 
I would. And I'm like, no, the it, it wasn't a good movie. And then and then also too, Doctor Strange was okay, but it doesn't rank up there as for top notch uh, movies for me. Yeah, none of the average. Marvel shows, none of the Marvel movies actually hit for me. It was the more of the TV shows that were hitting more than the movies. Well, I think Moon Knight is, is definitely the best Marvel product of 2022, easily. I think Moon Knight was the best one. Um, it was a weird year, man. I mean, it, I'll tell you what, this new phase, like ever since, I mean, really ever since Endgame, there, it, it just hasn't been... I don't know. It's been shaky. It's been shaky, boys. But listen, they're getting up there. It's like almost the 30th movie at this point. Like they're, they're getting up there with content. You can't always have bangers. But I really do think Kang the Conqueror is going to come back with a vengeance and people are going to love it. I, I, I That new trailer that just came out looks sick. It looks it does. so good. Yeah. And here's the thing. I like the fact now there's higher stakes within the MCU. They're not playing it safe. Scott could die in this movie because he's a legendary character, which opens up the door for the new Avengers to come in. The only legendary character that you actually have left over is Doctor Strange. And that's it. You don't have any of the legendary characters that we had before. And there was not that other Tony Stark that you can actually fill that gap unless you count the new Iron Man that they threw at us for uh, Wakanda forever. But still, we didn't have that whole entire thing where we could care about a character like we did with Tony Stark. But Scott, though, we can care about him. We love him the way he is. And he has that Tony Stark kind of vibe to where we have that emotional attachment to that character. Yeah. And uh, director Peyton Reed, he didn't want to be the palate cleanser anymore. He wanted to be the big Avengers movie. So, We'll see. We'll see if he delivers. It's only two hours and five minutes. It's actually pretty short, all things considered, with all these longer movies that have been coming out lately. But I, I couldn't be more excited for that. I, I, I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. But yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Time for number one. Yep. It is time. Give it to me. Okay. All right. Listen. There once I saw this show, I was I remember I was down the shore, I was on vacation. Once I watched it, no show stood a chance the rest of the year. Severance. It was completely 100% down my alley. Uh, sci-fi, good sci-fi, uh, strong performances, strong writing, and guess what? They know what they're doing with the story, and that's what makes it so much more exciting because y- you've you hear what you might think to be a throwaway line in episode one or two. And then towards the end of the season, they do something that completely pays it off. And it's just like, wow, such a well-rounded idea of a show. And it's, it's deep. I mean, severance, the, 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 the basic concept is you're agreeing to split your life between working and not at work. And you don't remember when you're at work. And to that version, you don't remember when you're not at work. So it's just like bizarre with how they could make choices uh, with acting too, because he's basically playing, he he is playing two people. Everyone who's severed is playing two people. So it's, it's a really fun show and it completely blew my mind. I dude, the lore to this 
there's it's so much deeper like they they barely scratched the surface so season two has a lot to live up to but if they deliver this could go down in my top five shows of all time that's how good the show is now correct me if i'm wrong this is this is only ending in two seasons right i don't i i don't know the exact length um you're saying two seasons and that's it yeah is it just going to end in two seasons or is it going to or do you think that it's going to be another season after this one i haven't heard any definites on that uh in my head right now i would say between three and five seasons depending on how quickly they want to resolve some of the big plot points that we just discovered in season one i mean season one ended on a huge cliffhanger but it's not like they didn't give you answers. They did give you answers. So it's like, now what? How are they going to build on that? It's really hard. Uh, but Ben Stiller, he's the director of the show, and he's doing a phenomenal job. Who, who knew Ben Stiller had something like this in him, man? This this show is beyond mind-blowing. It's so good. Please tell me you've seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, because oh. Here's the thing. I don't have Apple TV anymore. Oh, okay. So. I'm going to have to go on ahead and resubscribe to that just to check it out. But, yeah. you know, I've heard all good things about it. And it's something that I, that definitely interests me because I like the thriller kind of situation, not only thrilling situation, but the sci-fi aspect of it. And also too, I mean, I'm a sucker for uh, different universes too. So that's something that's right up my alley. It's just that I don't have Apple TV, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel you. I mean, it's, uh, unfortunately there's so many different streaming services these days and that's going to happen, but it is so good. Um, <clears throat> at this point I wouldn't rush, maybe wait till season two comes out and then binge it all and then cancel your subscription and do it all over again when it comes back out. Um, but it's definitely worth watching. Like okay. you have, once, once you are able to check it out. Okay. And so my number one would be House of the Dragon. Okay. And I was one of those people whenever Game of Thrones came out, I loved it all but all the way up until we have that final season, final, you know, that final um, thing that they had. But then whenever I heard House of the Dragon was coming, the part of me was like, do I really need another Game of Thrones TV series? Especially after the stink bomb that I didn't like within the last um, season. And I'm like, then I see trailers and then I'm like, okay, I'm definitely sold on this idea of a prequel series that comes out 200 years before the original game of Thrones. And then I'm sitting there watching this Matt Smith is killing it. And everybody is so dialed in to this back into this thing. I'm like, okay, I'm sold on this now. I'm sold on this prequel idea. And every single time I would actually do a after show at, on Wednesdays, I was excited to talk about Game of Thrones again. And that's something that was missing from me that I didn't know that I was missing from me up until I saw House of the Dragon. Then especially when you see the big, huge dragon that's overlap overlapping this other dragon that's actually really small and how massive that one is. Then you see the politics within this universe and how nice it was before everything. And then you see the whole entire uh, thing just diminish because of them. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I need to 
revisit certain episodes in this because um, I just don't remember why uh, when it first came out, I was like preoccupied with something else and I didn't really like give it a, a fair shot. I was like kind of half watching it, but um, I remember Matt Smith and he, that dude is awesome. He's so good. He's a great <laughs> actor. Yeah. I like him in pretty much anything I've, like even in bad stuff, like uh, One Night in Soho. <clears throat> Last Night, in, night Soho? in Soho? Last yeah. Night in Soho, yeah. Even in that, which I didn't even like that movie, he's good in it. So that guy is, uh, he's a true talent. So, yeah, I don't blame you for picking it. I mean, do you like, do you, all right, did you like season one of Game of Thrones better or this? To be honest with you, if I had to put two of them together, this would be the most simplest show that you can actually think of when it comes down to House of the Dragon, because you don't have several different houses that they're trying to introduce you to. Because yeah. whenever I first saw Game of Thrones, it's like, oh, we have the House of Lannisters. We have this house. We have that house. And I have ADD. I'm going to be honest with you. I have ADD. And I was like, this is too much for me to handle. So what I did was I went on ahead. I turned the TV off. I didn't even bother going back and watching it up until it came out on Blu-ray. And so I put in the Blu-ray and I started focusing on it. And that's when I became a Game of Thrones fan. And I like this one because it's so simple in the storytelling and you're able to keep up with certain things within the show itself to the point where you don't have to keep up with who, which house is who because the, or anything like that. They don't. They don't. You don't have to worry about that. So I think that this, the very first pilot episode for Game of Thrones, is a lot better than the pilot episode for the first season of Game of Thrones. Okay, that's pretty strong. Yeah, I need. Uh, I, I definitely need to go back and watch this again, especially the finale. So I'll revisit it. But yeah, strong See, year. Do, yeah, strong year. Definitely a strong year, but I do have one more honorable mention that I want to throw at you that nobody's even talking about is on Netflix right now. Okay. And I know you're into different universes and time travel and things like that, like how I am. And I think you will like this show. It's called Dark. And it's a German show. And basically, it's about two children who are gone missing and in a small German town. And then there's also a sinful past and, of course, exposing along with the double lives and fractured relationships that exist among the four families as they search for their kids. Then, of course, they also uh, introduce puzzles filled with twists and clues, a web of of curiousness and stuff like that is a fantastic series. And it's in German. It has different uh, universes, timelines, stuff like that. It's one of my favorite shows watch that's an overseas kind of show and it's only two seasons they're not going to have another season really yeah and that's exactly how the creator wanted it the creator only wanted to have two seasons and that was it okay i've i've heard about this show from multiple people who know my tastes and they all go dude you love this um i don't know why i haven't watched it yet just one of those things like isn't there ever something that like you really wanted to see and for some reason you just don't watch it that that's that's how it's been with this yeah that's how i feel though too because there's just so much content and so much stuff to digest and absorb 
to the point where you miss out on the stuff that you were excited for because there's a bunch of trailer reactions that I do trailer reactions for. And I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for it. Then all of a sudden it just fizzles out because something else took that spot that I would actually go ahead and watch something. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you forget about it. And then somebody will remind you, hey, look, did you check this out? No, but I wanted to. Then you have an opportunity when something just died. The fire dies down a little bit to where you can watch something. And yeah. that's how I feel like with certain TV shows or movies, once that fire dies down, once um, the popularity dies out a little bit and fizzles out, you can watch certain TV shows or movies. So that way you can watch. Them. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. I mean, sometimes even when I watch a season one of something and I love it and then season two comes out and like for whatever reason, I just fall behind on it. So it's just, I think that has to do with all these different services that we have these days. It's just so hard to keep up. So, I mean, even when you have a show like we do, it's like still right, st- still so hard to watch everything. Um, it's hard and, to consume then, everything. Yeah. It is. And and then certain times you're still flipping for hours trying to find stuff. It's 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 bizarre. It's bizarre what we do to ourselves. <laughs> but it definitely is. But it's well worth we all, it for us as content creators though, too. Yeah. And podcasters. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. But hey man, good year. Lots of good shows. Lots of good shows this year. It it, it could have been uh the offer could have made mine for sure. I forgot about that until you said it. Fantastic very good i didn't know a lot of that and you know it's it's based on a true story who knows how much they actually made up for the show but uh fascinating stuff i didn't know i didn't know how deep that was and uh how it still goes down as the best movie of all time so really good really good and interesting show and like the dude the producer who made that then writes the longest yard like that's that's insane. That's, that's a bizarre story, and they, and I didn't know that until I until I saw the offer because that's how spoiler alert that's how it ends. He's on set of the Longest Yard, and I'm like, I'm looking it up. I'm like, how is this even possible? Like Hollywood, man. Right, Hollywood. Yeah. All right. So, is there anything exciting going on with with your podcast or anything like that that you want to actually throw out there or anything? Yeah, I mean, this is basically like the Super Bowl for our YouTube channel, uh, Servant. Servant videos have historically done the best on our channel. We get a lot of discussion going, um, lots of people chiming in, and we're covering the final season of Servant uh, every Friday, starting this Friday. And uh, we're going to do something for The Last of Us, but that's not definite yet, so I can't even say what it's going to be. Um but I know we're going to do something. I don't know if it's going to be every week, but servant will be um, because that is huge for us. Like we're, we're very excited. I can't wait to see how that, how that ends. M. Night Shyamalan. I'm a big fan of him. I think he's made a, a, a really big turnaround. Um, he had a couple bad movies there, but I think ever since lady in the water, he's really turned it around and he's done a, done a really good job. All things considered. So this is his TV show. We'll see how he ends it. I'm, I'm, couldn't be more excited. I'm thinking of which M Night is actually coming out with a movie with Dave Batista. Yeah, that looks that looks awesome. I just yeah. saw that. I just saw that new trailer, and I think the new trailer, the second one, uh, if you want to search for it, the second one gives up more of a plot of like, oh, what's like, why are they doing this? Like they. 
they give you an answer finally. And it's really cool, man. Like <laughs> it looks, it looks really good. I I'm super excited to see it. And David Batiste is on fire. He's on he fire. Is. Man. I like Dave. I like uh, M Night Shyamalan. Now he was. He had a couple of you know bad films here yeah. and there, but he's definitely come a long way since then, though. So yeah, he's he's turned it around. Like even even from the visit, like things have been a lot better since then. Um, you know, he did old, which. Didn't like I like aspects of old, but I didn't like old as a whole. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, me too. But outside of that, like I know I keep saying outside of that, but he's had a, a couple really good ones. You know, obviously split like that was awesome. Um, Glass was good. And now you got knock at the cabin, which looks great. And servant. I've been a huge fan of servant ever since. Um, that's why I signed up for Apple TV is because because of servant. So, uh, yeah, can't wait. Check that out on, on YouTube, Scene Invaders. This Saturday, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to have director Jason Pitts on the on the show, and we're going to do our first ever watch uh, watch party for his film of for, for the Voorhees uh, Night of the Beast uh, trilogy that he's been doing. And this is actually going to be Night of the Beast. And I'm going to have the cast and crew there. I'm also going to have Jason on. We're going to do this watch along 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. It's only a 17 minute long short film. So I hope to see everybody there. But that's everything that's going on over here at Movie Loves Unite. Dan, man, I, do not be a stranger to us or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'd like to have you, Sean, and uh, the rest of the guys on the show sometime in the future and stuff like for that, sure. too. It's always fun to have you on here. And you know what? Shoot me a message of all the shows that I've missed that I need to check out, like those four that you mentioned, because I am yeah. going to check those out. Yeah, I want to get your your reaction after okay. after you watch them. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. I hope everyone has a great and safe night. And bye bye.